So tonight, as I mentioned in a video that I talked about, or I did basically and talked about uh, in, about Ruby Soho and John Cena, within the span of 48 hours doing basically, basically their own nuclear pipe bombs on, you know, what they were talking about, basically John Cena on theory and Ruby Soho on why she turned heel on Sunday and, you know, the feelings towards the AEW Women's Originals uh, locker room and stuff. And a lot of people were kind of happy that we now have an explanation uh, to this whole scenario. You know, they're actually kind of happy about it. And obviously the report is you know, becoming more true as the days go on, that it's leading to the first all-women's blood and guts. Uh, blood and guts match, which is, you know, their uh, equivalent of war games. Now, with that said, with that said, the question is, who else is going to join the freelancers, outsiders, outcast uh, group of Tony Storm, Soraya, and Ruby Soho? And obviously a lot of... Um, you know, fingers are pointing towards Serena Deeb. Some are pointing towards Athena. Some are even saying there's a possibility for Mercedes. You know, that's uh, that's something that's still kind of up in the air because I think we all know that if Tony Khan was to bring in Mercedes, he'd want to do more than just bring her in for a one-off or per appearance uh, situation. He'd want to bring her in on an almost permanent scale. that That's basically Tony Khan's MO of, hey, I want to bring you in on a more permanent scale kind of deal. So uh, with that said, Mercedes is still a possibility, but a certain deal would have to be worked out. Now, she has said she'll go with whoever gives her the most money, but the question is, would she go with, you know, Tony Khan, if he offers her enough money to be part of this angle, we'll have to see. Now, obviously, we all know that the real reason for this angle is to help establish the AEW women's division and mostly establish the AEW originals of that division. Basically, put them over and send a message of, hey, take notice of these ladies. They are the future of women's wrestling, no matter, where, no matter who you support or what you watch. They are the future. So that's mainly the reason for this. I think we can all agree with that. We can all agree with that, you know, in the long run. Now, I know a lot of people are hoping to get a response from the AEW originals, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, um, you know, Willow Nattengale, Karo Shida, you name it. They're all expecting a response in the long run. And that that is indeed, you know, true. That is indeed true. They are expecting a response. And hopefully we get one next week or maybe even this Friday on Rampage. But the question obviously is, you know, why does in storyline, if not legitimately, why, you know, why do Ruby and Tony and, and Soraya feel this way? It was like, why are they being disrespected, not just by the AEW women's locker room, you know, the originals, basically, you know, some, you know, some portion of them anyway. But, you know, why are the fans turning on them? What, what's the deal? And I'm hoping this does get pointed out because I think it's the most obvious. You know, I think it's the most obvious. You see, the biggest difference between, let's say, when Impact TNA would bring in 
you know, an established WWE talent, whether it was a male or a female, to help boost the ranks and maybe even push a little bit uh, to the moon and to the top spot. You know, in the past, you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, fan base of Impact Wrestling TNA would be receptive of them. They'd be receptive and glad that hey. This person has come over to our side. They're part of our team now, and now we get to enjoy them. I mean, you look at you know certain names like Christian Cage when he did it, you know Mickey James, you know, and so on. Hulk Hogan for an ex- for an example, and so on. You you get the idea. When they came over, they embraced them. You know, they embraced them as one of their own. Even when they would turn heel, they still embraced them because they were playing for their team. They weren't against them. They weren't, you know, rude towards you know towards them. They weren't like, you know, disrespectful. You know, at the time when they at those times when they were part of the part of their organization, basically. However, as we all know, times have indeed changed, and they've in, and they've indeed changed to the point. That yeah, you know, you know they might be glad that you're showing up in AEW, but the truth is, they don't want you here on a permanent basis, and that's the fans. That's the fans because now we're in a time frame, an era of professional wrestling, where if you're not an original, you know, from the get go, and you're an outsider, somebody that's coming in to try to. Uh, continue the longevity of the career, try to get a refresh start and stuff. If you're not an original and the last place they saw you was coming from up north, then yeah, they might be happy to see you at first, but then they'll basically be like, okay, you showed up, you, you know, you're showing up, you're here to say you support AEW, that's great, now please go away and give, give, the, I'll give our originals the spotlight. That's basically the era we're in. I mean, it's very identical and similar to ECW. Let me explain. You see, any time, any time a WWF guy or WCW guy, you know, came in to ECW, there were a few exceptions where they got, you know, welcomed. Like, okay, we could see them, you know, as one of our own. Good example, Sid Vicious. Arn Anderson during the early days of ECW, you name it. They basically said, we could see you as part of our own. But when it came to a majority of WWE and WCW talent that didn't kind of fit that vision, they got booed. No matter whether or not they were trying, no matter whether or not Paul Heyman was trying to, you know, push them, you know, to be like good guys, you know, faces, if you will, fans rejected them. Why? Because they were not ECW originals or they did not fit the ECW brand like certain individuals that I mentioned would. So they didn't accept them, you know, um, as, re- you know, as receptible as they would, you know, some that, you know, some that would fit that style. And I think that's what we're at right now in this era of wrestling, the 2020s era of wrestling. We're in a situation to where if you are not an AEW original or you're not coming to AEW to put over the originals, then you're not welcomed. 
And I think that's why the fans legitimately online, because this is playing a part into this does play a major part of the story, or play a major part into the story, is what I'm trying to say. This does play a major part into the story. You know, fans are basically like, you know, if you're not here to put over our talent, our homegrown girls, then we don't want you here. If you're here to, as I mentioned, try to extend the longevity of your career because you didn't get an opportunity elsewhere, then we don't want you. Unless you're here to put over our girls, our talent, if you will. And I think that's why you have a lot of these AEW diehards, you know, these fans coming out and attacking Soraya, attacking Tony Storm, attacking Ruby Soho, attacking Athena, attacking Serena Deeb, because they're not AEW originals. Instead, they still are looked at as WWE outcasts that are trying trying to use or potentially use AEW to you know to kind of rebuild the careers, you know, back up to the point that if they ever did go back up north, you know, WWE would be more receptive. But, you know, that's how I see it. But that's just how I see it. And I think there is truth to that. And I'm hoping once we get a response in the AEW originals, probably this Friday or next week, that someone like Britt Baker brings that up. I hope Britt brings that up, that, hey, the reason they don't like you is because you're not from AEW, you are not an, you're not an original of AEW, and that you're only using AEW as a stepping stone so that your former employer eventually takes you back. I, I could see Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter or somebody point that out. I could. You know, I could see that... I could see that potentially happening. Now, will it happen? We'll have to tune in and see. That's all I could say. But to me, I think, you know, along with, you know, the dis- along with that, you know, overall, the the whole situation here with the whole, you know, outcasts, outsiders, you know, kind of mentality going on. Again, I think it's basically not just the AEW Originals le- women's locker room. You know, that's pretty much, you know, getting on and disre- getting on and disrespecting, you know, on screen and online, you know, uh, disrespecting Soraya, you know, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. But like I said, I believe it's the fans because we're in this situation. We're in this time now where the AEW fans are like, if you're not here to put over our girls, our homegrown talent and you're only here to long, you know, to, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, extend the longevity of your career, and try to prove to everyone, including your former employer, hey, look at us, we can be main event stars. We, hey, we we can be taken seriously. Hey, look, I could still do it. It's like if you're only here to do that, then we don't want you. We don't want you because you are not AEW original material, your original talent. If you're not out here, because if you're not here to put them over, we don't want you. If you are here to put them over, that's fine. And I think that's why for a time fans did get behind Ruby Soho. You know, they were chanting her name. It's because of the fact that she put over the original homegrown talent. 
And that's why they want, and that's why they were more receptive of her, because she was putting over Jade Cargill, she was putting over Britt Baker, she was putting over Jamie Hayter, she was putting over Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, you name it, Chris Statlander, you know, she was putting them over. You know, that's why she became, you know, received positively by the audience. Because it's like, yeah, that's, that's what we love about you, Ruby. You are here to put over our girls, not yourself. And that's the whole means of the storyline. It's not just the, the AEW Originals Women's Locker Room, you know, and some of the members feeling, you know, this way. It's the fans. It's the AEW diehards that are basically telling Ruby, telling Soraya, telling Tony Storm that the reason we turned against you is because you're putting yourself over, and that's not what you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to put over our talent. You know, that's how they look at them. They look at them like you're only here because you want to extend the lifespan of your career and put yourselves back into a better position instead of doing what's right and establishing and putting over our talent. That's why I think, you know, how that's why I think and believe that plays a huge part in this angle. For the fact that that's how it's the fans, it's the AEW diehards that are saying, yeah, we don't have a problem with you being here as long as you put over our talent. But if you're here to put yourself over, we don't want you. We will boo you out of the building. Period. So, so yeah, you know, obviously when you get down to it, that right there that I've mentioned is the reason we're going to be having the women's first blood and guts match. You know, it's basically a way to essentially put over the AEW women's, the AEW originals of the women's division, to get them established, to basically have people look and basically people, you know, to to look and be like, hey, I need to, I need to watch this women's division in all elite wrestling. These women are tough. You know, I got to pay attention to this Willow Nightingale, or I got to pay attention to this Britt Baker, or this, you know, Ruby So, or this uh, Riho, or this Hikaru Rashida. You know, I got to pay attention to them. I got to pay attention to this Nyla Rose and, and stuff like that. You know, that's the purpose of this angle. You know, it's to help get over the women's division and have them be taken seriously, especially if they can beat these established WWE stars in the most violent match that you could think of outside of, let's say, something like an exploding barbed wire death match. And that's about it. That's about it. So, in my, so when I look at this... I look at it the fact that in the end, it is a, it's going to help put over the AEW Women Originals. That's a fact. In the Blood and Guts match, that's a fact. But also, I look at it as the. I also look at you know the key factors that play into this. I look at the fact that certain members of the AEW Women Originals uh, roster, you know, have been legitimately on screen and off screen, you know, disrespectful to these um, outcasts and everything, and they and that's why they you know become that's why they're acting the way they are. But also, the other factor that plays into this is the AEW fans. The AEW diehards that look at Ruby, they look at, you know, Soraya, they look at Tony Storm and they say, yeah, you know, you're here, you know, to, you're here in AEW supporting us, that's great, but we want you here to put, but but we want you here to only put over our talent and not yourself, because you put yourself over, 
you know, you're not, you know, you're not going to be in our good graces kind of deal. You know, we're going to turn against you. We're going to turn our backs to you. So, so yeah, that's the other key factor that plays into this. You know, when it, when you get re- when you really get down to it. But yeah, the overall deal with this is to get over the AEW Women's Originals locker room and all that. As well, again, you look at the factors that play into making that happen with members of that locker room disrespecting Ruby, Tony, and Soraya, you know, on screen and offline. As well as you look at the fact that it's also the AEW fan base, the diehard fan base, that doesn't mind if, you know, a former WWE talent comes, you know, comes forward and basically maybe wins a few matches here and there, you know, once in a while. But the but in the long run, you know, makes it the main priority to put over certain talent of the AEW homegrown variety, and in that case, be in that case, and in this case, being the the homegrown women's you know division, and that's why again, when you think about it, why fans turn against Soraya and Tony and Ruby, it's like you're supposed to be here to put over our ladies, our homegrown ladies, not yourself. That's why over time fans turned against Christian when they did because it's like you're supposed to put over our talent, not yourself, you know, in the long run. You know, and that, that's pretty much how you view it. It's pretty much how you view it. I mean, if you want to notice, if you, want, you really want a good example of how, uh, you, know, how e- you know, how easy it is for ex-WWE talent to get booed, take a look at the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, and their actions leading up to uh, tonight, last night on Dynamite. You know, fans instantly, the AEW fans turned against them instantly. It's like, it wasn't like, should we turn against them? They didn't really do nothing or whatever. No, they, you know, heel or not, they turned against them. They turned against them basically just like that. You know, they didn't hesitate for one moment. All because... When you get down to it, with the exception of Willa Yuta, two of the members of the BCC are former WWE guys. So it's easy to hate and turn against them and anybody associated with them, you know, without hesitation. And that's why, again, you look at the situation here, you know, why it's easy for, well, it was easy for the fans to turn against Tony Storm, Soraya, and eventually Ruby Soho, because instead of putting over their ladies, the homegrown ladies, they were trying to put themselves over, and potentially, in the fans' minds, you know, use AEW as a stepping stone to keep the careers going, or to rejuvenate their careers, at the expense of the homegrown talent. But that's just my opinion. That's just how I look at it. What are your thoughts, guys? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. You will get an audio podcast version of this later on at BW Rosses Discussions. All your favorite audio, party, audio podcast platforms except for Pandora. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Rosses for content you can't get here on YouTube. YouTube due to copyright reasons. Also check me out at Venmo at Brian-Walmer-2 to help me support me there financially and at Cash App at BWRosses98 at Divanot.com slash BVW1979. Also check me out at Patreon.com slash BWRosses for the $1, $3 tier. And also... Also, click on the upper left-hand corner to check out the Teespring store and merchandise you can't get anywhere else. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Do you agree with me with what I said to say here? Let me know. And until next time, I'll talk to you all later.